Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. You know, we're talking about, you know, if you missed our earlier part of our program, we had this alleged abortion doctor who just came out of a, a meeting of ab- abortion providing doctors. Mm-hmm. Held, I guess, by Planned Parenthood. She had Planned Parenthood yeah. on her shirt, kneeling down, praying to God and to Jesus, thanking God, Jesus, for guiding her hand to take the life of that child. And we're talking about deception. If we remember what John Bevere said, he said, the longer, in the, the book, The Fear of the Lord, the longer that someone is deceived, which is what you think you're doing is right, and based if this is yes. all accurate, what she's doing, she thinks it's right. The thicker the veil gets over our eyes, the more difficult it is to be able to convince somebody that they're deceived. Yeah. So this is important because 1973 is when America decided through the Supreme Court, not through a constitutional amendment, decided that you can actually take the life of a child in the womb, the Roe versus mm-hmm. Wade case. Yeah. And so now... You're looking how long we've been. Now we've got people that actually are praying to God, talking to God about taking the life of the child so that the mother won't feel bad about her life. And she says, even in her own prayer, science proves that mothers feel bad mm-hmm. because of the stigma of the taking stigma. their child. But it's a narrative. That's why the narrative we talk about, we talked about Islam and what's taking place in the world. The longer we accept this narrative and say, what's the big deal? Next thing you know, we might be on our knees praying to a God that's not real, speaking a gospel that's not true, and being deceived and ending up in a place that we don't want to go. Think about this. Childless by choice. For some reason, the narrative has been put over America. Being married is not a good thing. started in the 50s, mm-hmm. really. Being married is not a good thing. If, if you are married and have children, oh, poor person, you had children, right? People are actually saying, you know what? I want to spend all my money on me. I'm going to be childless by choice. Take a look at this. You know, there are lots of reasons that people don't have kids. Uh, You know, there are cultural reasons, there are practical reasons. Jonathan Last is a writer for The Weekly Standard and author of What to Expect When No One's Expecting. He says money is often a roadblock to parenthood. It's become phenomenally expensive to have a child right now in America. When you add up all the costs, it's about $1.1 million to have a child for a normal middle-class American. that's a lot of money to spend on, you know, something that in 15 years is going to tell you that it hates you. Whatever the reason, motherhood Hi. is in decline. You want to show mom? In the 1970s, around one in 10 women were childless. That number now is closer to one in five. Kids were never part of the plan when Laura and Vinnie Ciaccio got married. Tracy Ellen Caymans and Jared Skolnick felt the same way. Both couples are now members of a social club for the childless by choice called No Kidding. There are people out there who say, oh, people who don't have kids hate kids. Do you guys hate kids? I don't hate kids. I don't hate kids. Well, my favorite quote is uh, Jerry, the founder of No Kidding, says, I like women's breasts. I don't want my own. (laughs) (laughs) I've been an SAT teacher and loved my students, but I just don't feel the same way about toddlers and babies that everyone else seems to. But it doesn't mean you hate them. No, I don't hate them. I'm indifferent toward them. Why pose the question, why have kids? I think it's an important question that we ask parents. Jessica Valenti, who wrote a book called Why Have Kids, says there's a persistent notion that every woman, deep down, wants to be a mom. 
I do think we run into a problem, especially when you're talking about women, when the expectation is, of course you want to have children, and not only of course you want to have children, of course it's going to be the most important thing that you ever do in your life. So you're really setting women up to fail in this way when you say they're going to bring you all the joy in the world, and when that doesn't happen, it can be really, really disappointing and devastating. The childless by choice, Valenti says, are still labeled as selfish when the opposite is often true. The idea that the only way to be selfless is to have children, I think, is a, is a really dangerous notion and a really dangerous ideal. There's plenty of ways to be a good, compassionate, productive citizen without bringing children into the world. So let me just ask you all straight out, are you selfish? I think it's more selfish to have a child if you're not sure that you can be the parent that you'd like to be. And I've always said that I'd rather make a mistake and not have a child than have a child and find out that that's a mistake. I think we all make selfish decisions. Every time you go out and, you know, buy yourself a latte instead of donating money to the poor, you're making a selfish decision. Life is about balancing the things you do for yourself with the things you do for the world. And there's a lot of ways to contribute to the world other than having kids. Most people seem to agree. In fact, according to a CBS News poll, only 16% say that people who decide to remain childless do so for selfish reasons. But while not having kids may be more socially acceptable, some fear that a baby drought would be bad news. Figures show that we're below the replacement rate. That is, the average number of babies the average woman needs to have to keep the population stable. The replacement rate is roughly 2.1. The United States is now around 1.9. Bottom line is we're just not making enough babies? We are not making enough babies, sadly enough. Uh, it's because anybody who has been around babies would be able to tell you uh, it's a lot of work and a lot of it is not entirely pleasant. Author Jonathan Last says a falling birth rate will transform the economy and not in a good way. If this continues, what do you think the U.S. will look like? We'll have an entire country that looks like Florida with a whole lot of older people who need support, uh, who need government assistance through the social welfare programs that we have, Social Security, Medicare, and we'll have a much, much smaller number of workers trying to support them. Uh, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to have a kid. But the goal should be to find ways to help the people who do want children to have them in what is a very expensive and complicated world. Of course, parents would say there are plenty of great arguments for having children, and the no kidding folks have heard them all. Have you had people try to convince you that you're wrong? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be so alone when you're older, who's going to take care of you? I'm thinking that somehow children are just future indentured slaves or something like that. <laughs> it's really not a great reason to have kids. Um, and also just that since I don't know what I'm missing, I can't possibly know that I'm making the right choice. What do you say to people who say that to you? You'll never know this joy. Nobody who's known me really well has ever said that to me. So I think they have a difficulty understanding that different people want different things in life and that what makes them happy is not necessarily going to make me happy. So who's really happier, family folk or child free? We asked people in both groups and a majority, 67 percent, said people have an equal shot at happiness with or without kids. For the record, Jessica Valenti, who wrote Why Have Kids, has a two-year-old daughter. I knew that it was always something that I wanted. It's an enormous amount of work. A lot of the work, you know, is, is not a lot of fun. This is, you know, there's no reason to sentimentalize it. Jonathan Last should know he's a parent, too. 
And the Chiachios, Laura and Vinny, are thinking about expanding their own family someday by getting a dog. This is so important to understand. It's a narrative that's been promoted mm -hmm. by people who don't want to reproduce. I mean, I think this whole program began with the doctor, which you think about the Hippocratic Oath that says yeah. you're not going to hurt, injure or hurt anybody, and actually she's taken life, you know, and, and she is an abortion doctor. And she's, she's, she's saying this, this thing is a, is, it's a stigma, having kids. And then you look at childless by choice, and they're saying things like, you know, it costs $1.1 million per child. I'm like, what planet are you from? <laughs> My goodness gracious. And then he says, that's a lot of money to pay for something that in 15 years is going to tell you it hates you. And it's like, well, you know, it's a tough thing, raising, raising yeah. family. Think about God. God created man and communed with Adam and Eve and gave us the choice. I mean, the first son, Adam, was given a choice. Are you going to honor me as your father? And that's a part of relationship. Part of relationship is you have to risk being hurt. You have to risk people blaming you for everything mm -hmm. and, and thinking that, oh, somebody's deceiving you. And that's what happened with Adam and Eve. You know, Satan came in as a serpent and he started deceiving them yeah. and thinking, you know, your father's hiding something from you. There's something else outside of, of what he's saying. And next thing you know, they're biting this apple from the forbidden tree of knowledge of good and evil. And next thing you know, that they, they've, they've sinned. The fall of a man. It's been an issue since the beginning of time. But these folks are promoting a narrative that it's been around for a long time. And like John Bevere said, the longer we go for this and say that it's normal, you know, in 1973, mm -hmm. we said ab we, abortion is legalized. Now we actually have people that are saying, we're childless by choice. We're not going to invest our lives into anybody else. I don't hate, hate them. I don't love children. I'm just indifferent. I'm indifferent. And she makes her money based on the story off of educating and doing testing for children, children that she's indifferent about. And the one that wrote these, this book, you know, they have a child. And it's like, you know what? We've got to find out what God's right. book says. What does he say? And he says, listen, he says in Malachi 3.10, I believe it is, he says, the reason why 2.10, the reason why two people become one flesh, the reason why a man and a woman come together is for one reason, to bear godly offspring. So when you come together as a husband and wife, and you have a child, that's a God encounter. Mm -hmm. And God wants you to raise that child in the way of the Lord. The world's going to do whatever the world's going to do, but you know what? I've, what's the percentage of Protestants uh, are having abortions? Uh, the number is like really high. David Barton, we had him on the program, and he was talking about maybe it's 90, 90% or 75%, something like that, of people having abortion ticket doing this in America are, are Protestants. I mean, he said very specifically on the program, we had that on the program for you, that it's people who profess, who profess to be Christians. And so, just like this doctor is deceived in saying that she's talking to Jesus and Jesus is guiding her hand and she's choking out the child, aborting that child, and, and these people who are childless by choice. 76%. 76% of Protestants, according to statistics, to what I believe uh, the source will have available for you on the torch, and so it's the people like this doctor. They're thinking it's okay mm -hmm. to take this child's life, that God's okay with it. So we got to say, wait a minute, we've gone way too long in this narrative. God, bring us back to ground zero again. Bring us back to the place of the cross. God, we gotta, we've got to repent for the lives that we've taken and the narrative that we believe in. Even though you're praying doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're talking to Jesus. 
I mean, he doesn't even hear our prayers if we're walking in sin. He hears this prayer. I'm a sinner. God forgive me. He, then he begins to, to, to walk with you in the context of that. And so I just want to encourage you today, you know, as we're going to go to a break, I want to encourage you. to. We just can't sit idly back anymore. We have to get really involved in our culture and our life. And don't, we don't have to go talk to the world out there. We need to talk to the folks who say that they're Christian, the Protestants. And Protestants, of course, is the non-Catholic. The, the Protestant means they protested the Catholic Church. That's why they're called protest Protestants. But in that, you also have born-again Christians mm-hmm. that are in there, and they're part of that number too, not as big, mm-hmm. that part of that number. But it's like, you know what? What does God's Word say about that? And it's like, you know, He says, Thy shall not commit murder. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Why are they taking the Ten Commandments out at midnight mm-hmm. in, in, at the courthouse in Oklahoma? Nobody else is, nobody else is there. Because it says, don't kill your children. Mm-hmm. But it's been going around. You know, the God, that, that it's no God at all, but that people had in their hearts that God hated the most was Moloch. You know why? Because that God, people sacrificed their children. They killed their children for personal benefit with yeah. that God. That's what God thinks about that. And so we got to begin to say, Lord, you know, heal my heart. Give me the right perspective. Help me to appreciate my husband. Help me to appreciate my wife. Help me to appreciate my children. The fact that we can have children. Lord, help me to lay down my life for my family and my yeah. kids. That it's a good thing. I'm not supposed, they're not in the way. I mean, think about it. They're, this, they're saying childless by choice that these children are in the way. I mean, for what? For yourself. And he says, in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. And God says this, if you say you love me, but you hate your children, you hate your brother, you hate folks like that, he says, you don't even know me. You don't even know me. He, calls, mm-hmm. he says, you're a liar. How we know we love God is when we love others. And it can be difficult. It can be real difficult to, to do because things can happen in your life. But you know, that's the one thing that you're asking God to help you do this. But you need to get a different Learning perspective. Love. Yeah, of family. Yeah. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFN TV and the daily radio program where we're keeping the conversation light.